Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It is Ricky Ventures and Marlon Madden, and we are back with you again for another episode of the Success Journey Show. We are here with you with episode 101. That's right, 101. Marlon, what's good, bro? How you doing today? Man, I'm telling you, it, it feels good. Uh, you know, we've been promoting our 100 episode uh, that we passed. It feels, it's already feels like, wow. When I heard that, I was like, wow, I feel accomplished. Yeah, 100 yeah, yeah. episodes. 100 episodes. Um, and, you know, week. and let me say it this way, dude, because we're kind of, we, we've released 100 episodes official episodes like all right this is number one one yeah, yeah, two yeah, yeah, ten. Yeah, 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 but we yeah, have yeah. over 100 episodes 100. that's true too. that have been shows that have been released on the Correct. platform we just weren't calling them one two within the sequence so yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah to yeah, officially yeah, yeah. get to that 100 in the sequence it's like yeah 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 we're doing it man we're doing it we're so. doing it it's, it's a great thing right um you know just consistency i tell people a lot of people when they see our, your, your, our show they see the new um uh, 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 beginning, and they're like, "Wow, that looks really nice. It looks super professional, man. You guys must be blowing up, making all this money." <laughs> I'm like, "If it was for money, we would have stopped this podcast probably episode, <laughs> episode two. Yeah, exactly. Or when we had to renew all yeah. the, all our subscription at the end of the year, <laughs> and we had to come out of pocket, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm telling you, hey, the reason I'm saying this is because people are seeing behind me. You're seeing these boxes right here, right? Yeah, yeah. I know yep. I keep showing these boxes, but the reason I keep on showing you the boxes is because they're not gone. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We have our bags in here. The bags that we're, we're um, you know, we show them over and over on our website, the successjourneyshow.com. You can go on there and purchase these bags. Remember, some of these proceeds are going to the Prince William County um, f- uh, Fund Federation. They, what, remember, these guys, they. Dr. Gaddis, yep. Dr. Gaddis, they fed 40, over 40,000 families last year. So 40,000 families, guys, 40,000 families last year. Come on now. So we're trying to keep that going and we're sending some of our proceeds from the sale of our T-shirts, from our bags, all these different things to um, Dr. Gaddis because we are actually trying to, or she's, I say we because we became like family. We're trying to uh, buy a building to actually do a youth center and all these different stuff. So I'm here to help her. The show's here to help her out and we're definitely on track. To, to make sure that you be a part of this journey when it comes to fruition, that we get that building. Now, and, listen, man. Yeah, you, you guys want to well, be a part of the first crowd, man. We released this last week that we're selling um, uh, selling items, selling the book bags. We want to thank you that those that have purchased, you know, yes. uh, man, your shipment is on the way. Wait, uh, yeah. so, so thank you so much for supporting us. Um, like And like Marlon said, you're not just supporting Mar- Marlon and myself. You're supporting uh, all the causes that we're a part of, man. And um, just want to see, be able to give back to our communities uh, as well as, as keep bringing shows to you guys so that you know you guys can enjoy these stories that we are bringing to you on a weekly basis yeah 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 and once the pandemic is is raised i know right now we could travel i mean i did my first traveling a couple weeks ago i went to do some sightseeing for not for the success journey show but for work um down in florida and and, and georgia (laughs) come think of it two states that think they don't have no pandemic but whatever yeah yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) right so but after when this is really lift off, Ricky and I have some big plans. And like we said, we've been footing the bill 
all the way through. So don't think that when we get the when we sell these bags off, we're just gonna be like, oh, back into our pockets. We're actually yeah. pouring it back into the show to grow the platform to yeah. do what we're doing and bringing the positive stories to you guys to ensure that you're not just hearing all the negativity um, that's on here. We're gonna talk to a psychiatrist today, and she's gonna break down a couple of things about with the, the the human psyche and how we how we have yeah. been trained to think negatively. So we're yeah. trying to change that perspective on life and. We definitely want you guys to be on this journey. We keep on saying this, but we're going to be on this journey. On the 100th episode, remember, we, we we expressed to you guys that the Success Journey show is actually going to purchase our first real estate. Ooh, ooh, yeah. So remember that. You let them know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. let them know. That 100th yeah, yeah. episode, we, yeah. we, 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 we bring that out, and we're going yeah. gonna to start videotaping that whole journey for you. Yes, yes, yes. Equipment. Lighting, all these different things that comes into play in order to bring this stuff here to you guys. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. it sounds like I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's you're what you're a lot of that today. You're going to hear a lot of yeah. that today in this episode. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of it. Yo, listen, guys, we are man, excited, excited for those that are first time listeners. Hey, go to any podcast platform. Um, I want you to first just shoot a text to the person that shared this with you and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing with, with me the Success Journey show. And the second thing I want you to do after you listen to this episode is go and leave a review on the podcast yes. platform that you are yes. listening to. Listen, without these reviews, guys, I mean, with these reviews is helping people notice us even more um, in the message that we're sharing with the world. Right. Um, so do that. But then three, I want you to go to our website, check out all the different things that we have to offer, learn a little bit more about Marlon and myself, uh, our, 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 our ideology around dream, drive, discipline, diligence, um, and how that pushes you, our quad Ds, how that pushes you, propels you towards uh, your success or is the fuel for your success journey. Yes, sir. <laughs> like yes, sir. The, the go, fuel. go there. Watch out now. Watch, Watch out. Now. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yo, guys, man, we are excited to to bring these episodes to you. That's, again, the website, thesuccessjourneyshow.com. We have a lot of things in store for you. We hit episode 100 last week. This is 101. And, guys, we're just we're, we're picking it up. We are going to be picking it up uh, for the rest of this year and providing more and more content for our travelers and our listeners. Welcome aboard this journey. And we're so happy to be with you guys uh, as you're on your road to success. Check it out. Let's move to our next segment here. Like every single week we come to you, we come with an amazing guest. Uh, and with this guest, man, we go way, way, way back. Um, man, I mean, going back to the far where I got to like really pull up my memory. Like, man, I was, it was young. We were young. We're still young. We're still young. I'm not, I'm not claiming being old. We're still young. But um, <laughs> amazing guest with us today. Uh, her name is Elena Grant. Um, and we want to welcome her to the Success Journey Show. Elena, thank you so much for being with us today. How you doing? Wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, we really appreciate you coming. It's our, it's our pleasure. So why don't you start off by sharing with our travelers and like we explained, we, let's do this little explanation to our to you as we've done to previous guests. We call them travelers because all of our listeners are on some type of journey. Mm -hmm. And when you're on a journey, you are you automatically related to traveling. You know, if you're traveling your car from here to whatever, Nevada, whatever it may be, or California, you're going to, you know, 
you're going to prepare yourself to go on that journey. So as we're on this journey, we call all of our listeners travelers. So if you hear that throughout the podcast, you're like, man, who are these guys talking about? You'll know now. OK, <laughs> uh, so why don't you share with our travelers uh, just a little bit <laughs> about yourself, some of your background and things of that nature. You know, what do you want them to know about you? Well, um, first of all, um, good night, everybody. Um, my name's Elena Grant, as um, Ricky said, he stated. Um, I am from Bering Springs, Michigan. I was mm-hmm. born in Homewood, Illinois. Um, my father was a pastor in New York and Chicago. So, you know, I traveled a lot. I had to make friends, lose friends. So I had to went through all that um, adjusting and readjusting. Um, I went to Oakwood College. Um, I studied elementary education. Initially, it was nursing. The Lord was like, no, we're going to do um, education. <laughs> um, and the majority of my family are educators. So I kind of fit right in there. And I, I, I love to be creative, too. So it was just a perfect mix. And I love kids. Um, so after I left Oakwood, I went to Florida and I taught at, at Adventist school there. And then I moved to Atlanta. I got married and then I moved to Atlanta. And now I work in the public um, school system. I'm a first grade teacher. Um, I also um recently got my master's in clinical mental health. So I'm also a counselor and I'm pursuing a PhD in um, childhood psychology. So um, I'm really excited about my journey and I'm so excited. I get to share with everybody, but most importantly, I just wrote a book called a new first day. Yes. yes. Right here. Congrats. Yes. Um, And this book was written during, um, March 2020. So last year, um, and this was during COVID-19. And um, I wrote this book in memory of my my students because, you know, we were dismissed in March and I was really nervous. And I was like, you know, how are they going to feel going to not being able to be in the classroom and having to work virtually? And I didn't know how long. So now it's kind of been a year. So just making that adjustment. So Cindy is an African-American girl. I had to represent for my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she is um, beginning her first day of going back to school during the pandemic. And she's going into her classroom and she's looking around she's wearing her mask everyone's wearing a mask everyone's six feet apart and she's like oh my goodness what is going on here and Mm. so in like the first section of the book she has like a nervous breakdown she's like i'm so sick and tired of this corona bug and she starts crying and then a a few of her classmates they chime in and then she's like what is lunch gonna look like what is recess gonna look like basically what is every part of my day gonna look like because i know that students this is their livelihood that going to school seeing their friends socializing seeing their teachers and so it was very traumatic for Cindy. So at the end of the book, she realizes, you know what? I can make it through this first day for, I can make it through this school day. And she learns that she can adjust. And a lot of, a lot of kids, we don't even know they're resilient. So she's able to push through, even though it was a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. And so um, this book, you can purchase it on Amazon. Yes. Yes. Book baby. Love it, love um, Target and Barnes and Noble. It's all it's 100 online. So you can purchase it at any of those stores. But I think this is a great resource to, um, for teachers, for um, 
for counselors and for parents. And at the back of the book, I have discussion questions that you can ask the students about coronavirus. And I know a lot of schools are going back to in-person. So this would be the perfect opportunity to introduce them to this book so you can have that conversation. I know a lot of parents are kind of skeptical of having that conversation and being 100 percent honest. But I think kids, they know what's going on. They're not oblivious to they're very intelligent. And so being honest with them and being transparent with them and not giving them a level of fear, but letting them know that this is giving them that awareness of what's happening. Mm -hmm. So just giving them that space to have some relevancy when it comes to um, going back to the classroom. And I think this would be a great resource for them. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Listen, I mean, there's so much we got to unpack with this because, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind was foresight. Right. So many people went into this pandemic, you know, no matter what profession they were in. And it was more of those, um, you know, just waiting, sitting back and waiting to see, you know, how this pandemic is going to impact our lives. Uh, some people caught up to on all their shows. Some people I know I was one. I caught up on a few shows. Um, uh, I know some people caught up on, you know, some sleep, you know, come, people caught up on family time. Uh, and in the midst of all of that, you said, hey, you know, I have students that I'm responsible for, you know, what can I do for them, you know, during this time on top of doing virtual schooling, because so schooling was still going on. And we'll talk about that a little bit and how that impacted you. But, you know, foresight, you know, to execute at that level, to put together a book, you know, and get it published and, you know, have it in your hand. To, you know, what gave you that 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 thought or that that drive in order to you know, produce something like this at this level? What sparked it for you? That's a great question. Um, I've always wanted to write a book like most people. And I think for me, you know, God gave me the words because I remember I was sitting down watching my shows <laughs> and, you know, God was like, Elena, I need you to pause. I'm giving you this time. I'm, and I think he did that for a lot of us. He gave us extra time just to get yep. just to get our journey back on track. Mm -hmm. So he gave me this extra time. And so I was able to utilize what he was giving to me and write it down and bring it into fruition. Yep. And so I think that was very important for me to take that time and to listen to God's his leading and his guidance. Mm. And that gave me the inspiration to want to write this book because he said, you know, Elena, this is your time and you might not have this opportunity again. Ever so you again. need to seize the moment. So I was able to do that um, during this um, coronavirus on this time. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. So, so you roll the book out, you know, you get it to your, your students. Tell us a little bit of their response to just, you know, receiving this book or you implementing it into your curriculum with the students. So they, they're like, Miss Grant, you wrote this book? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so they were excited and they had so many questions and like, oh, we felt, you know, we feel the same way as Cindy. And they just, I, I know one of my, um, my, one of my good friends, her daughter actually saw the book, the cover of the book. And she said, oh my gosh, mommy, that's me right there. That, wow. that looks just like me. And I just love that moment because it's all about representing your culture, your people. And to have that, it was just really special. But a lot of the children, they, children, they were very excited about this book. And the, the majority of the parents and teachers that have read it to their class, they said that the, ch the children have received it very well and they're very excited about mm, it. Love it. Love it. Mm, mm. So, I mean... Yeah. Go ahead, Marlon. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to ask uh, the the coming of, together of the book um, illustrator. Did you draw it yourself? Did you 
you know, because you had to have a vision for it. And if you had an illustrator that did stuff for you, how did you put this book together? Because a lot of people see somebody with a book and they're just like, oh, a book. But they don't understand the whole backdrop of what it takes to put that book together. Mm-hmm. And Marlon, I love that you said that because in my mind, I was like, oh, it's a book. But then when you actually you're actually in the process, you're like, oh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but um, so initially I I sought out an editor because I had already written the book. So I went out and I looked for an editor. And um, fortunately, she was African-American. She was from um, Atlanta and she's been doing she's been editing books for years. So it was that was perfect. Um, after I had it edited, I had in my mind what I want. I wanted to be very colorful um, like me in my classroom. I wanted to kind of represent what I present or display in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And obviously I wanted the I wanted it, the classroom to be very diverse. Um, and the illustrator that I used was actually um, a friend of my husband's, um, my husband um, from SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. Um, mm-hmm. And she was able, she she's actually getting her PhD in um, wow. graphic design. So wow. she was able to do that for me. And she actually had, a, she had extra time. So I was happy about that. So this is top notch. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Top notch. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to pause right here just to say, hey, go into the link of the show notes right now. Uh, if you're on uh, YouTube watching us or, or if you're in a, on a podcast, whatever platform, go into the show notes. Look for the link for the book uh, so on the website, on the website. Uh, Amazon, you know, whatever, go ahead and, and purchase a copy. Um, everyone has uh, or know someone that has a young child, um, whether it be in the community, whether it be in your church, whether it be wherever, you know, a young child, you know, or a community center, YMCA, whatever, um, and get this book. Um, go ahead and, and, and purchase this book for them because, man, we're going through a time in this world right now that it we may not see for, you know, how many, how many years, hundreds of years, you know what I mean? And uh, if you look back in time, there's very little documented that we can look back, you know, early 1900s that, you know, when they had the swine flu and all that kind of stuff or the Spanish flu, I should say, yeah. um, very little documented that we can go back and touch and see what was happening in that time. So I love the fact that Elena documented this time period right here. And this mm-hmm. right here will be carried from centuries and centuries that people can look back and say, wow, what happened in school? You know, what was it like in these in these kids lives uh, when the whole world flipped upside down? So really appreciate you and um, really applaud you for putting this together and sharing it out uh, to the world. And this is, it's a great feat. So congratulations for doing yeah. that. They're, yeah, they're yeah. going to be looking for a top notch book in yeah. like 20, in 3020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when they listen yeah. to this podcast in 3020, they're going to be like, <laughs> I got to get this book. (laughs) So, so I want to go back and peel, peel um, some more layers of your your um, journey. Um, You know, you did, you mentioned that, you know, you were going towards nursing and you made that pivot to education. And you also talked about, you know, the influence of educators in your household. Talk about that time where you, you made that pivot, you know, what that pivot kind of looked like um, so that our travelers can see that, you know, your journey, there's going to be some, some U-turns, there's going to be some right turns, left turns, but you got to keep moving. So share, share a little bit about that aspect. 
All right. So initially I went to um, Oakwood for nursing because my mom, she's a pediatrician and I, you know, I love my mom. I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm not going to be a pediatrician, but I'm going to be something within the medical field. So I pursued nursing. And I think for me, I'm going to Oakwood. I'm from Barrian Springs. I don't know if you've been to Barrian, but there's just cows and there's Barrian. It's Barrian. Yeah, Barrian. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's business. And so I get to Oakwood. I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, you know, all these black people are here. I'm just all these friends. So I just, for me, I just, (laughs) (laughs) I had a great time my freshman year. My freshman year, I was like, you know, mm, maybe I'm just not made for this. I mean, obviously now I probably could have uh, graduated as a nurse, but um, at that moment in time, I was like, okay, if I want to graduate, I need to find something. <laughs> that- <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to graduate. <clears throat> I need to find something that is going to be more so my speed. So when I went to education, I was like a top notch student because it was <laughs> it was something that I really love. Yeah. It, it was very easy for me not to say that you should do anything that's easy. You want to push yourself. It was, it was challenging because my teachers, they pushed you. Yeah. It was more like tedious as opposed to I'm like, oh my gosh, how, how do I solve this? How do I, you know, work through this? But it was more of me taking that time and actually doing the assignments. So I transitioned into that educational field and I was like, oh, this fits. The shoe mm. fit. This is mm. right. This feels good. Like yeah. this is, I mean, this feels comfortable. Yeah. Um, and I did well. And then I, I eventually, I graduated. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So blessing. So I, I want people to realize, you know, you, initially you may have a thought, an idea, and then something can shift and change and you have to be able to adjust and be okay with that and know that, okay, this is the pathway. Just, you have to be able to choose. That's what I want. Cause a lot of people go to college and they don't make a choice. And sometimes they drop uh-huh. out. They don't make yeah, a yeah, choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not to say you can't be successful as a college dropout, but if you have a goal in mind and you decide to change that goal, Okay, to make that choice and then continue on forward. Just keep pushing forward and decide, okay, I'm, I made this goal and I'm going to accomplish this goal. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do um, as, yeah. at my time at Elkwood. No, 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 no. So, so you mentioned that your dad is Jamaican, right? And uh, <laughs> so you had to tell your Jamaican dad, yo, listen, I'm down here in, uh, in Huntsville and, uh, <laughs> and I'm, um, I'm changing up. How did he, how did, how did your parents take that? Let me tell you about my friend, Jacob, Jamaican father. <laughs> there was hey, one particular Jamaican. class that I was like, lady, she was just giving me a hard time. My dad came, my dad flew from oh, Berrien Springs <laughs> and he went, I said, daddy, please don't go. He said, I'm going. So he went to the professor and he knows Spanish. So he, you know, he did his little Spanish and charm. He's like, okay, now I need you to graduate. Like he just went in there, <laughs> talked to her, whatever he did, but you know, but you know, Jamaicans, they don't play. You must, yeah, you yeah. must go there. You must go to school, finish, get a job and move forward. You know, you can't just, you know, play, play, you know, probably tree jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't playing. Uh, <laughs> you gonna graduate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to pay for it yourself. <laughs> oh man, talk talk about the um the network. You know that how important networking is for you. You mentioned how you know even your husband had connections and helped you. You know to uh, finalize your book for you. But I know even your network in general going down into Huntsville. Um, 
how much, how many, how many people you connected to, you made a reference to people saying, you know, coming from Barron Springs, you know, just to paint the picture a little bit, that, that was the first place that I ever flew to in my life. Oh yeah. We, we, we both went. Yeah. Yeah. So we both went, we had to go out there and uh, do something. And we had to sing actually at, um, at the university up there, Andrews university. And, uh, it was like, all right, I'm Gary, get on the plane. And we get out there and my first experience get on the plane. So I have this big thing in my mind of like flying into New York. Oh, that, you know, that, 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 that was your first time flying. That was my first time flying ever. Oh, ever. wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so I had to tell this guy, so it's a little sidetrack, right? But it's going to give you a paint a picture of Baron Springs and then relating to where she is now. So I, I get on the first plane, you know, from LaGuardia, LaGuardia airport, New York. Everyone knows New York is booming city, boom, lights everywhere, you know, flash, flash, get to, um, where would I go? I, I think I went to Chicago, right? Probably, and I, yep. I, yep, and I transferred there. Fine. And I get off the nice big plane and they put me on a plane <laughs> with the with the propellers. And I'm like, what in the world? Man, I, I thought these things were were decommissioned. <laughs> oh man. So we get on that flight, man. The plane was super loud, man. I'm sitting there looking out, the propellers sitting right there. I'm like, dude, like where in the world are we going? <laughs> We finally get there. My bags were lost. Um, so I had to get, you know, they had to ship the bags to me later that night. So, um, I mean, the campus was beautiful, beautiful campus. But like she said, <laughs> there was nothing out. It was nothing out there. They they, they take, take you to, from nothing, uh, nothing out there. And um, that was my first plane experience. But now she, she mentioned she came from that and now coming to an area where I mean, if, for those that do not know, you know, Huntsville and Oakwood, if she mentioned you know, Oakwood College, Oakwood University now, um, it's a huge uh, networking opportunity, huge family opportunity. Even if you have not gone there, you you're like one person removed from the university yep. coming from the community that we're in and uh, just share like just how that networking has helped you and that community has helped you uh, even now in terms of your profession, your life, family and things of that nature. Um, so I love like um, how you bring that up, that up, because I, I kind of live by the the mantle, the the notion that it's not what you know, it's who, you know. Right. Yeah. So when I went to Oakwood, I made it very um, I did a very good job with befriending a lot of people, not to say I was close to everybody, but I kind of just made sure everybody knew my face, knew my name. And when I tell you that was so beneficial to my life, like I'm at a public school in Atlanta, Georgia. I've met about three people from Oakwood. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this little, I mean, Atlanta's the biggest, it's a big city. Yeah. I'm yeah. um, not in comparison to Chicago or um, New York, sure. but it's, it's fairly large. Correct. And so I get to a school and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I went to Oakwood or someone who's like, Oh, I went to Alabama and Oh, I know people from Oakwood. So just having that, I think it's so important for anybody when they're in college, utilizing that time to really to getting to know people. So because you don't know where you're going to see them. You know, I know there's been times where my sister's traveled to different countries and she's met someone from Oakwood just randomly. And it's kind of propelled her in her career. And the same goes for myself. So I think it's so essential to network because, you know, we're all here. Um trying to live this journey together and trying to just uplift people and move to the next level. And the only way that we can do that is if we're communicating with each other. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, so guys, man, we're, we're tying the dots, the dots together. You know, we, you know, she, she shared where she started. She shared a, a, a portion of, I wouldn't say a, a pit stop on her journey in terms of the book. It's just the beginning. You know, this is going to be one of many. It's going to be a series. You know, what did you do after COVID? You know, that's a, that's the yeah. next one. Right? <laughs> You know, year three after COVID, what did you do in the classroom? You know, you know, you know, you wrote it for what grade level did you like uh, target this book for? What was your target audience? So it's for um, elementary grade level. So mostly like K to two year um, grades and then six to eight years old. Yeah, good, good. Good. That's why I, I said to ask that because I know there's you're going to have something for middle school, high school, college, you know, going on and on. So looking for we're going to be looking for a series from you uh, on the, on this material. And but the, the thing is, right. Um, I want people, the, the travelers to understand. And I hope you guys are catching this right now in terms of her journey is that when she first got to um the university and prior before that, I don't think she was thinking about, okay, Hey, we're going to have this book. I know no one was thinking about COVID, you know, at that time, you know, but as things started to line up for the network that she started to develop, um, uh, the, 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 um, drive and desire to want to teach, uh, students and, and, and that really flourishing to her, you know, getting her going through whatever she had to go through to get that degree, you know, whether her father coming in or whatever other support or whatever, target to teachers, whatever it may have been, get that degree to move on to then now, you know, get her master's degree and now pursue her PhD. And in the midst of COVID, you know, produce this beautiful top notch um, uh, novel for these students to now refer to. It only came it only came about by her just going through the journey step by step. Right. So I want you guys to realize in this that you don't have to necessarily have it all figured out right now. And it's okay if you don't have it figured out right now, Mm -hmm. but really trust the process of life and say, you know, it's all about the journey. That's that's what it's all about. It's all about just falling in love with the journey. And if you're true to yourself through the journey, then beautiful things are going to uh, manifest itself through that through that time. Go ahead, Marlon. I know you had something. Yeah. um, Now you're pursuing your Ph.D. Uh, You like you like torture. So (laughs) what? what, what? Right. Um, so I, I would say what made you want to go into child? I know you're teaching, but what specifically made you want to go into child psychology? Because that's a very, you know, specific. Hey, there's a reason. And so there had to be a reason why you target that that field. So um, I, I really love children and I love I remember when I was taking courses in my master's. Um, they had human development and they talked about the child. I love the, those beginning stages and all of those psychologists, um, PDJ, uh, PAJ and um, Freud. And they, t- they, they talk about the child development. I love mm-hmm. understanding that and knowing ch- how children develop. And I remember reading this book. Um, he was a child psychologist and psychiatrist. And he was talking about all of these different cases. And I just, I was just so intrigued with it. It was so fascinating to me how the child's brain could just transition from Mm. experiencing such a traumatic situation. He gives a story about this boy who grew up with dogs. So his Mm. his grandma died and his parents gave him away. 
and she had a boyfriend and he didn't know what to do with him. The grandma passed away. So the boyfriend ended up raising him and the guy didn't know what to do. So he kind of put him in the cage. He treated him like a dog. He just mm. put him in the cage and the the child actually developed all he he started to act like a um a dog and yeah. what dogs have they have they so he was still caring he was still loving but he had he didn't understand the difference between what's appropriate for human behavior and what's appropriate for animal behavior so the psychiatrist mm. had to kind of develop those skills like you can't do that you can't sniff people when you see them because he would sniff them um he would throw his food like he didn't know <laughs> <laughs> there was a movie about that, Doctor Doolittle, wasn't it? Doctor Doolittle talking about not, that. Yes, they, yes. They, they bought the they bought the cancel him. They bought yeah. the cancel him. Yes. <laughs> and so at the end, the child was able. Um, obviously, he was a little behind, but eventually, he was able to go to kindergarten, and he was able to communicate mm. and socialize himself with amongst his classroom, his classmates. And he wrote a letter to the psychiatrist and said, "I love you. I'm thankful." You you know, thankful. And the guy was crying because it's like you went from acting like an animal. You couldn't speak. You couldn't you, mm. you didn't even you couldn't even communicate. You didn't understand the um, how humans their their facial expression. What does that mean? He didn't understand any of that. So from going to nothing to something and in, in, in the sense that he was able to communicate in a classroom with a teacher and to write and to read is just so fascinating to me. And I know after that, after reading those, I you know read several books on that, but after reading those books, I was like, okay, this is something that I just have to become involved in, in some mm. capacity. Mm. So do you, do you think so now you see it's getting interest because <laughs> You know, I have my own views. I don't want to. I don't want to share them because uh, anyway. So, so when it comes to psycho, uh, being a psych with, with children, how do you think? Like that child, right? He 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 didn't know how to speak. He acted like a, a dog, right? And then, in a matter of time, he was able to transfer back to being a human. Mm-hmm. How much? How much do you think the childhood? Or we put so much emphasis that is the trauma, or we place the child in a situation that's saying, "Oh, is it is the children? Is the the effects of that child is what happened for his long term life?" How much do you think that weighs on somebody later on in life? If at a certain time that child was able to say, "Okay, I could transition from being a dog to being a human," do we do we put too much emphasis? on saying that whatever's happened in a person's life now is because of them being a child. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. So the brain, um, when it faces trauma, there's sometimes if it's not addressed, it cannot be reversed. And so there's mm-hmm. like a time lapse between that. So if you are not able to address that and, and heal that in that time frame, then it will um, penetrate throughout their adulthood, but there is an emphasis on childhood development because because your brain is developing and you're creating foundational skills, it does play a part in your adulthood if okay. it's not addressed. So traumas that happen with infancy, they, they have infancy <clears throat> traumas within infancy and your childhood. If it goes unaddressed, it will present itself in adulthood. Okay. Okay. So it's just like anything else. If you don't heal it, it's still there. 
you know, and it's probably not going to, it's not going to heal the way it should if you didn't take care of it. It's like a wound. You have to take care of it. You have to dress right. it to not get infected. Mm-hmm. And if we're not to essentially kill you, you have to address, you have to address the situation and you have to allow it to heal. So there's a lot of people who are having temper tantrums when they're like 50 and you're like, that doesn't make sense. Why are you yelling and screaming? But because, oh, when I was younger, um, I would be in the house by myself and I would have to be and I didn't have any outlet to express my feelings. And then I would see my my stepdad yell, my mom yell. And so in my mind, this is the proper way to communicate or to um, communicate when I'm upset. So if you don't if you go through life without checking things, it will present itself. You're just, mm-hmm. it's like children are just little people to me. Mm-hmm. Just little yep. people. So if that little person doesn't learn now or sooner than later, they're still going to display that type of behavior in the future. Mm-hmm. So is there good trauma? I'm going to let you go, Rick, after this. Is there good trauma? I know trauma, we put a negative connotation on trauma, but is there such thing as a good, whatever the equivalent for bad trauma, right? That means if there's a good bad trauma, there must be a good trauma. I'm figuring. I don't. I'm not a psychologist, but or psychiatrist. But is there such thing as good trauma? So I wouldn't say it's a good trauma, but I think there's great experiences or moments in your life uh-huh. that stick with you. Like let's say you are a child and you have a baby sister. That is, and then you're able to develop a great relationship with that little sister. It's traumatic because you're going from being an only child to now having a younger sibling and trying to adjust in your life and trying to adjust your mindset and adjust your um, communication between your parents. But that would be considered a moment in your time where it's like, okay, this is a good opportunity for me to develop a relationship with my siblings. So that is traumatic because it's, you know, it's life altering, but it's something that could be potentially positive for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, one more. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You got good. <laughs> and why, why do you think people, like uh, I see it, why do people tap into, a lot of times we see people tap into the bad trauma and say, well, I'm doing bad because of the bad trauma and not tap. And when the times get tough, they don't tap into that good trauma. Mm-hmm. What would be, what, why do they tap into the negative versus the positive? And I understand that we're, it's easier for negative, but why does, I don't understand why does that happen? Why somebody just says, you know, um, I'm going through a rough time. Let me just think about, oh, when I was younger, I was left in the house by myself. So that's what caused me to be this way. More than saying, oh, you know what happened? Something good happened when I was younger. I had a sister that was born. Boom, 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 boom. I remember that time. It felt so good. Let me go on with my life. I think a lot of times that happens is because it kind of goes unchecked. And I think any if you're in any terrible situation and it goes unchecked, you and I guess because of the pain and the grief Mm -hmm. that you've experienced, um, it causes you to sometimes resonate with that more so than the positive. Mm-hmm. And I and as you said, humans, we are more so attracted to the negative or trained uh, or we're I trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn behavior. Right. Yeah, we're yeah. trained to think, you know, like when you're watching the news, the majority of it is a negative. But we sit down for hours and we're like, oh, whoa, 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 you know, yeah, 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 you know, but we're sitting at a wedding. We're like, oh, my gosh, I'm hungry. When can I leave? 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think I like we have to train our brains. So that's why I love um, CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, because they train your thinking process, your thinking patterns to be more positive. You want to mm-hmm. think more positively. And I love that you said that because it should be that, okay, I'm having a bad day, but oh, I remember when my sister mm-hmm. learned right. how mm-hmm. to ride her bike. It was so exciting yep. because we got to ride our bikes together and we met friends and all of those yep. things. Yeah, yeah. And said, and so now this negative situation becomes one five minutes instead of 30 minutes or a couple of days or a lifetime because mm-hmm. my focus is now shifted. And that's mm-hmm. something that we just have to learn. So I do agree. It's something that we have to train mm-hmm. our human nature to do so because our human nature is, is innately. Like it's innately negative. Like we just have yep. to, you know, we just, oh my, I felt terrible. Oh my goodness. Like when you hear a song, you start crying like, oh my gosh, she broke up with me. But it's hard when you're thinking of a positive situation, mm-hmm. it's a little more difficult to remember in some cases. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, let me tell you this, <clears throat> by the powers of the success journey show, uh, we would like to say that your dissertation is approved. You are now yes. doctor, <laughs> Dr. Grant. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You got it. You're, you're, you're good to go. So uh, right. we'll send you your certificate in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, listen, <laughs> listen, man. No, I sharp. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Sharpie, right? <laughs> job. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Listen, I mean, no, I mean, I love Marlon. Thanks for going deep in, in those questions because, you know, we're, we're in a society now where um, a lot of these things are not being addressed, um, especially um, at this young age with a lot of these kids, uh, right. a, lot of these, a lot of these students. And I mean, I mean, let's say it, man, we don't sometimes we don't have the resources for it. Um, yeah. You know, your, your, your pay grade is different from a, a, a teacher in the classroom than a, you know, trained psych- psychiatrist, you know, and some, some, some school systems don't have the resources to do it. So they're like, well, you know, my kid just don't need that today. Uh, he'll be okay. You know? And then all these <laughs> different traumas that are going on in this child's life, uh, he's holding them and they're becoming, uh, permanent fixes. I know what, what is it? Permanent, uh, what a synapse synapsis, whatever you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, permanent, um, uh, wiring. Yeah. Yeah. Imprints in their, in their brain, um, for years and years to come because we don't have the resources available to them to address them, uh, when they're needed. And, you know, I really appreciate just hearing what you're saying. And, uh, also, man, just w- want to encourage you on your journey to, you know, fulfill, um, this role in this world because it's needed. Uh, we, we talk about how can we change, uh, our society today, you know, all the negative that's going around and it, it, Honestly, it's kind of hard to change adults that are, you know, yeah. uh, already fully ingrained in what they do. But if we can train our kids, train the kids, man, to go go different, you know, and that is what's going to change our future. So, man, you know, Elena, man, you just been really just just hitting it. Um, the nail on the head with us today. And I, I want to ask you this question. You know, one question that we usually ask our guests as we start wrapping up is, you know, with everything that you know now, and we don't, we only t- t- scratch the surface of the things that you're doing and your knowledge base and things that you're studying, but in your experiences, but with everything that you know now, right. Uh, and you look back at, you know, 
let's say, you know, finishing uh, senior year in, in, in high school, whatever, uh, you get ready to leave, you know, home and go out and, you know, the whole new world, you know, right. Uh, and you had one minute to spend with yourself. Um, what would you, what would you say? So what would I say to my old self? Yeah. What would you say to your old self? Yeah. I would say, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking what you're, go ahead. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, I would say, (laughs) I would say be confident. Um, I think for me and my personal journey, and I'll be transparent. I think that's something I struggled with Mm. because, you know, growing up, in a um in a Caribbean family, you you I mean they're very critical, right? And you have to display some type of tough skin, or you're just going to always be in pain. Yeah. And so I had to come to that realization, like, okay, I'm good at this. I accept what I'm good at, and I'm okay with with what I'm not good at. And I had to come to that conclusion because there there was always a struggle of comparing myself to something else or someone else. Or if I if I did this better or if I said this like this. So I think for me, it would be to Elena, my younger self, be confident in what you know and be confident knowing that you are a child of God. And we say that more so like a cliche, but it's so important because you are a child of God. And what God has for you, you have to understand that he has made pathways for you. So and he's he's designed you just for that task. Mm -hmm. And Esther says, for such a time as this, for such a time as this, God has put me here at this moment, at this time. And I have to be confident with him and within myself to know that, okay, if God gave me this talent, this skill set, he's going to see me through. And so that is that is what I would tell my younger self, because it would it would have saved me a lot of time. And even though God has prepared, he has readjusted my role 60,000 times <laughs> to bring it here. But I think that just like the Israelites for 40 years, a 40 year task could have been just a year. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I think for me, it's just being confident, knowing that God and entrusting my my livelihood with God and knowing that he's going to see me through. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Rick, we didn't we didn't purposely we don't want to only celebrate women once <laughs> one month for the year. Yeah. We want to celebrate them straight through the year. That's me and Ricky's. We don't do new year's resolution. We have a different concept of a new year's revolution and celebrating people. We don't want to just one month and forget you then next month. I know this is probably going to air probably the end of this month, but, or in the, in You're April. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Can, can, can you just give, can you just give what, um, just a little tidbit to, the females to women out there, um, girls, black girls, white girls, Asian, whatever, whatever it is. So, um, women, we are at the top of, I mean, we are now in the white house. 
I mean, we are doing things that we never had the opportunity to do. So if you have an idea in mind right now, this is the time to bring it into fruition. This is the time to any idea, anything that you have in your heart, this is the time to do it. Seize the moment because this is your moment. It's always been our moment, but now the men see that this is our moment. So I want you to embrace that. I want you to embrace your beauty, whether you're light skin, whether you're dark skin, whether you're age, whether you're Mexican, whatever nationality you are, I want you to embrace who you are and whose you are, because that's going to carry you through the remainder of your life. Amen. Mm, thank we, you. We, we, we are collecting all the offering at the link below. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Check out the book, the thought, all, right? all through the book, you know, <laughs> and, you know, all the proceeds were going to, to purchase that book. So you might as well go straight there and get the book. Say, tape, tell me the name of the book again, where they can find it and where they can um, uh, link with you and follow more of what you're doing. Elena. So um, a new first day. I want you to make sure you can see it. Yes. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. Um, a new nine. first day. You can find it on Amazon. Book Baby, Target, Barnes and Nobles. Okay, so it's available there for you. Amazon, I know everyone loves Amazon Prime, two day delivery, perfect. So you can get on Amazon, but also Book Baby and Target, Barnes and Nobles. Love it, love it. And where they can link with you? Yep. Mm -hmm. We didn't get where where they can link with you for some. If they want to link with you on on social media, wherever you 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 would prefer them to link you at. If you would like to continue. um, looking at my journey and coming on my journey with me. There you, you go. Um, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, Elena underscore grand. I'm also on Facebook. So you can see me there. Love it. Love right. it. Well, right. travelers, and we come to the end of another show. Uh, we told you, man, we're coming with guests that we, Marlon, we've been in episode, we've been in season four for a long time. I'm, I was getting oh, like yeah. counting all the episodes we had, <laughs> but this has been a strong season. I don't know where to end it at, all right? Because I know, no, no, this has been a strong season. Continues strong on and season. on, sharing their story, and it's been beautiful. Elena, it's been great uh, catching up with you again, uh, seeing all the beautiful things that you are doing. Um, uh, man, we're praying for you. Continued blessings. You know, all the strength you need going through your Ph.D. program, uh, your family, the whole nine. Uh, we just want to see you flourish and do great things on your journey. And all of our travelers, we want to thank you again for being with us for another episode. Episode 101. Yes, guys, we crossed the 100 mark and we want to thank you for being with us. Um Again, listen, go to our website, the successjourneyshow.com. Check out the books you can buy. Check out the book bags that we mentioned that you can buy. Check out the t-shirts that you can get. Guys, you know, you buying this not only helps us put, put, put this together for you, but allows us to be able to support other charities in the area, feeding the homeless and things of that nature, man. We're, we're, we're about giving here. So listen, we will see you guys next week at the same time at the same place on the Success Journey Show. Everyone have a good one. Peace. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out the Success Journey show.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.